And to my black sisters, I feel you deep down in my bones and in my soul. And I know that many of you heard a battle cry. You didn't know if I was okay. So you came and you called and you text and you tweeted. Let me tell you and make sure that you understand who I am. No matter what they say, no matter what they write, I will not bend. My back is up straight. I will not bow. I will not break. I am who I am for over 20 years. And no media outlet and no one else will tell you. I'm telling you, I love all people. And no one will define for me who I am. Only I can do that. This podcast has been brought to you by a four-eyed production. And now let's start the show. Okay, we black like we never live, like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live, like we never live. Okay, we black like we never live, like we never live. Yeah, we black like we never live, like we never live. Hey, cut the mic on fist up right on, man. You have no idea. Looking for that inspiration, man. We have that right here. Yeah, we got that good word, just that culture shock for your ear. Turn this up, conversations about the culture that I bet that you love. Just two beautiful black women pushing one black ass goal. It's the culture shop, I cast it's about that time now, let's go. Okay, we black, like we never live, like we never live. Yeah, we black, like we never live, like we never live. Okay, we black, like we never live, like we never live. Yeah, we black, like we never live, like we never live. Alright, well if you ready, I'm ready. I was born ready, so you don't have to get ready. I don't have to get ready. Courtney be ready all the time. All the time? All the time. Are you sure? Very sure. 1,000% sure. Listen, I ain't going to keep questioning you. Like Mari gets saying, I am 1,000% sure. I like it. Yeah, I'm ready. (laughs) Well, I want to know. What? What you been doing? Girl. It's MLK Day, so by the time people hear this, it won't be. It'll be the day after, but today is... Martin Luther King Jr.'s holiday. His yes. birthday was last week. Turned 90. Yeah. You think he still would have been here? I, I want to know. They you know what? I would love to think so, but the way they probably would stress that man, I don't know. Yeah? I don't know. He he may he may have. I mean, I don't know. Because, I mean, he was fairly young when he was killed, so I don't know. That's true. And our people be living a long time. A long time. They really do. Before we get into it, what's up, y'all? I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. This is episode 49 of the Culture Shop Podcast. Can you believe that? What was it again? 49. 49. Girl, we been going. You hear me? We been going. We gonna have a celebration on our hands next week. Courtney be going. Courtney be partying with me. Yes, next I season. do. Yeah, we do need to have a um something. I'm gonna make you a cupcake. No, don't make me a cupcake, Okay, girl, I won't make you a cupcake. But you'll let me make you a glass of mimosa. Yeah, I, I would prefer to drink my calories. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got mean, another friend who says the same thing all the time. Yeah, I mean, if I had to choose mimosa, cupcake, I'm probably going to choose a mimosa. And I'm probably going to choose a cupcake. Really? Yeah, so we kind of compliment each other if you think about it. True. I mean, if it was a red velvet slice from the Cheesecake Factory, Ooh, you may, we may have a dilemma. What about um, nothing bunt cake? I've like, never had that. Seriously? Okay, seriously. so I'm not like, 
going to drag you for that because I hadn't had one <laughs> either. But I'm just saying, like, other people who hear that I hadn't had it, they dragged me. So it must be oh. a huge thing. So I finally had one of their little cakes in the red velvet one. You know, people dry out red velvet cake. Yeah. Girl, moist. It had chocolate chips in it. I've never point. had nothing but nothing but nothing but, but cake. cake. I've seen it. I've never had duck donuts either. Mm. Yeah, right. missing nothing. Yeah, like I'ma just I'ma just glazed Krispy Kreme exactly. type of chick. Like North Carolina uh born and bred Krispy Kreme melt in your mouth. Yeah, like you don't, donut, I don't need all that stuff. Like mm-hmm. no. I seen just all kinds of foolishness and I'm like, no, that look like it is full of diabetes and yeah. I don't want it. Like, I'm not the kind of, first of all, I think a glazed donut should really just be glazed and delicious and dripping, right? So these glazed donuts that I get that look like they just have a white film, like a thick white film on top of it, I don't want that. I'm not the kind of person who wants anything in between the donut, like all that jelly and stuff. I have texture issues. And then I I love, now I'm working on it. But pork is my thing, okay? But I do not want bacon on my donut. I I just don't. I don't either. And I've seen that. And yeah. I'm just like, eh, no. Yeah, Duck Donuts is famous for stuff like that, so. Yeah, who wants to just sit up and eat a bacon donut? Like, wait, what? No, that is just, that is just a cause of obesity. And <laughs> <laughs> a leading cause of obesity. One of the causes. And I just, no, I don't want any bacon donuts, okay? I like my bacon with eggs, okay? <laughs> Me too. I don't want it on my donut. Me too. But anyway, how do, in my, I don't know. how do we get all the way to bacon on donuts? Because we we decided we were going to start off on a tangent this week instead of segueing into one later on. Okay, well, I mean, I'm all here for the tangent. <laughs> Boo. Anyway, you had a good weekend? I did. I, um, I didn't do anything Friday, but Saturday I went to the Ritz Uptown because um, Harvey Cummings Band was playing. Um... And that was nice. Um, it was just funny because we were, like, waiting on a seat. And it was clearly, like, a seat available with these. It was, like, two girls and a guy. Two white girls and a black guy. Right. And so we asked, um, well, a friend to the show, Antonia, asked, you know, can we sit here? And a girl looked around and was like, um, oh, we have friends coming, Right. Girl, they better have had some friends show up or this story is going to make me so mad. So, I was sitting there like, ain't nobody coming, right? Like, is nobody coming? Like, y'all on a full couch with another chair in front of it. Nobody's using it. So, we sat there and then by the time um, some seats did come available, I see them getting up. And so, I say to myself, I'm going to say something. Right. So, when I walked by and I was like, "Um, oh, I see your friends didn't come. I'm glad you did say something. Because... Like, girl, I was just like, you know what? This is why people be getting slapped. This is, but I didn't want to make a scene because it was a nice place. We're at the Ritz, but I wanted to, like, in the words of Cardi B, dog walk her ass because she was lying. <laughs> right. Like, you just lied. You could have just, just didn't want you to sit there. Yeah. You guys to sit there. Because I'm thinking, girl, that little Joe Schmo you with, trust me, I don't want him. Right. I mean, <laughs> I know we competition, but I don't want him. <laughs> right. Anyway, so then after that, we went to. Um, a hookah bar to watch the fight, and I don't know. Do you remember Kadani that went to Winston with us? Mm-hmm. So he has a hookah bar. Shut your mouth. Yes, he has a hookah bar, and we went there um, 
to um, just hang out and watch the fight, watch Bronner make a fool of himself, thinking mm-hmm. that he really was winning this fight and was not. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then yesterday, I got together with my best friend and did my vision board. Yes, I'm glad and you got that done. For the first time, this, like, in my entire life, I actually put a family on my vision board. So we'll see. Okay. 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 I mean, it's the blackish family, but still. Write the vision. (laughs) Make it plain. And I did not put Idris on there. This is the first year I've not put Idris Elba on my vision board. I had to let, I had to retire him. It's okay. It's okay. I have a feeling that you would have gotten Idris in your life and it wouldn't have been what you wanted. And then that would have shattered your, you know, view of him, so. But, I mean, I've already met him before, so maybe that vision is over. Like, I met him, right. so it's no point in me keep putting on my vision <laughs> board like it's done. So, that's what I did. What'd you do? I have no idea, because I never huh? remember. I never remember anything. So, when the, when the, uh, the last time I saw you was Thursday, right? Was it Thursday? Y'all, yes, let Thursday. me tell you, this isn't even like a weekend thing, but last week I finally like kicked my workouts into high gear. Yes, you did. I'm and proud of you. I want people to hold me accountable, but I don't want people to badger me about it. Like some days I might, you know, sleep in the bed and not get up <laughs> well, and go. Well, I'll be sleeping like, in the bed, not on the floor. Right. <laughs> but I'm saying instead of getting up and like, but I worked out, I did two a days, three days a week last week. So like by the time I saw you, I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. I got up Friday morning. I did a workout. I was going to meet my sister later to go, you know, wig shopping, mm-hmm. shopping. And um, so I was like, oh, I'm just going to get one workout in today. Somehow I let my coworkers convince me to go to an 11 o'clock workout when I had already been to a 6 a.m. workout. When I tell you. I just walked in the door like this can't be life. Like, how do people do this all day, That's every day? Life. I just, it's not for me. I'm gonna keep doing it, Don't but I'm just that. saying like it just doesn't feel. Don't say good. That. I used to be about that two a day life. I, I feel like I was too, but maybe and like six years ago. Like now, you gotta get in the bed earlier. That's the problem. And and have your stuff ready in the morning. Yeah. For like all day, like that first workout and that second workout, just already have it Lined ready. Up. Yes. Washing clothes all week. Yeah. Listen, so if any of you guys are listening and you have like tips to just keep me motivated or how you keep that whole thing in line and still go to work and be 100% and still hang out, because I'm trying to figure out the balance here and it's not working for me, but this is just week one. I'm not discouraged. Yeah, it's just week I'm one. I'm just saying. It's just week one because I think back to when I did and I would do two a day's. And I was working 10 hours a day. Yeah. Um, But I don't ever remember. I remember sometimes, like, right before, I would start to, before that second workout, not the first one, I would, like, you know, start feeling like, oh, I could just go home. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but then you think about, and I know it sounds bad, but you you think about the guilt you're going to have when you you know you should have went to that second workout. That's true. Um, But my energy was through the roof when I was doing that. Like, I think now that's why I don't have as much energy. But when I work out, my energy is through the roof. Now, typically, on Friday nights when I work out hard, like by Friday, I am like whooped, done. Yeah. But then I'll get up Saturday morning and work out. Now, and see, so. <laughs> see, I, I would have done that this week too. But on Friday, so after I did two a days all week, I get up on Saturday morning and I have to drive to Apex for my homegirl's um, wedding shower, bridal shower. Drove back. It was like an immediate turnaround. Drove back to Charlotte. We had a fish fry at the house, girl. Got up Sunday morning. 
and went and got my makeup done so that I could take pictures and then went to uh, my friend, my other friend's house for a cookout. And here we are on Monday. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll, All the things. It will, it will, it'll drain you in the beginning, especially because, you know, like, the scale may tip a little bit, but once you really see it, it's going to be like, because that's what happened to me. Like, I wasn't doing two-a-days, and then I started, mm-hmm. and the way my, like, the stuff, the the pound was just melting off yeah. of me, and I was yeah. like, oh, shoot. Oh. I am fine as fuck. You know so what? let me <laughs> let me keep this up because since looking good, skin was glowing, hair was growing. To your point, Girl. I lost four pounds last week, Woo! and I was like, "Yeah, uh, let me go on and get my schedule together for next week." It works. It really, it really does. But my thing is, is I need. I, this is what I said last week. I need a whole new gym wardrobe. Like I need a couple of outfits. I got some sneakers. Facts. I got some new some workout sneakers, but I need couple of little outfits and honey she will be going straight to the world of wally because if you Same. think i'm spending 15 60 dollars on some tights you got another thing coming them ones in walmart stretch just like the other one that's why <laughs> kelly that Ro- is, kelly Rowland got a two for 24 that's what i'm saying because i've been seeing some of these i'm like y'all tripping right all i'm gonna do is sweat in these as long as they're black i don't care because i prefer black or gray because they make you look thick but <laughs> i thought the black ones made you look slimmer I mean, they make you look slimmer, but I mean, you know, that you can see your your definition like of your hips and stuff. Yeah. But anyway, that's a tangent. Um, we just, I feel the same way though. Okay. <laughs> we just we just we went just off, but um, we're being rude, so let's say hello to our listeners. Hey guys. I mean, we kind of spoke to them already and told them it was uh, which episode it was, but oh, did we? You just I be forgetting. It's okay. I be forgetting, but Courtney hey y'all again, Courtney be forgetful or whatever. So, you know, we do this every week, the good, bad, and indifferent. We tell you what's going on in the world. We tell you how we feel about it. You do not have to agree. Um, But so many things happened this week. So many things happened between the last time that we talked to you guys that we just decided that this week we were going to kind of discuss that, break some things down, laugh about some stuff, and roll our eyes about some other things. So I want to start off with something that uh, made me laugh. Okay. Cardi <laughs> B and Tommy Loren. Um, and is I, it Lauren? It's Tommy Lauren. It's Loren. It is not. It's Tommy Lauren. I don't care. <laughs> you don't even know whether it's Marseille or Marseille. Okay, and you don't know if it's Lauren or Loren. It okay. is Tommy Lauren. But anyway, go ahead and let you live. Go, boo. Boop. I don't want to talk about it no more. Why? I don't know. Talk about her. Okay, she is not a professional see, troll. So this is the thing. I don't, I didn't want to bring it up if it wasn't for Cardi. If it was somebody else, I wouldn't have brought it up because. So, Tommy tweets about um, Cardi B last week, basically, and I'm paraphrasing, but basically saying that uh, this is, you know, the kind of person that is supporting the Democratic Party. So, she tweets this, and I feel like she tweeted it at Cardi B. I think so. Yeah, she said, Cardi, she was like, keep it up, Democrats, build that wall. I just want somebody to just. I just want somebody to take her lips and be like, just pop it one time. It's in the lips. Just pop her in the lips. But see, here's the issue. As soon as I saw it, I said, see, we're already talking about it, and this is exactly what she wanted. So a couple years ago, when you think about where Tommy was, we were discussing her. We really didn't know her. I guess she was famous amongst, like, Caucasian, yeah, right-wing, like, far right-wing people. She was there, young, millennial 
um, that was like pushing the agenda. And then that whole situation with uh, Charlemagne the guy happened, and all of a sudden they were both both on each other's shows and different shows, and so we knew we knew who she was. I feel like now people aren't discussing her, and she was trying to find a way back in because if you remember last week, Cardi B was trending. Yes. And she was trending in politics based mm-hmm. off of, if you guys follow us on Instagram, which I hope you do at the Culture Shock Podcast, we posted, uh, we reposted what Cardi B had put on her Instagram about, you know, being scared and about, you know, Trump and about the government shutdown and how it affects us and stuff like that. Girl, Cardi B tweeted back at Tommy and was like, Leave me alone. I will dog walk you. And I don't know why that just lifted my whole spirit. Because can't you see it? Yes, I can see it. And have you saw the memes with Cardi like walking this dog and it's got Tommy's face on it? And so even <laughs> though that's not. not exactly what she meant, it's just funny to see. And I love when I see like cultural like terms trending because only black folks say dog walk. Yeah, I'll that's walk true. Dog that's true. Like, only we say that. So to see. And know exactly what it means. Yes. So to see other people trying to figure out what does dog walk you That's mean, fair. It was hilarious. But um, I just like the, that uh, the tweet that Cardi followed up with. It was very well written. Right. Um, because she knew that once she responded, you know, it's, it's going to take off and everybody's going to share it. But the thing I don't get about the right wing media um participants um is they have this sense that if you're a celebrity or if you're in music or entertainment or what have you that you can't speak on politics and it's just like i pay taxes too i'm a citizen here i can talk about whatever i want to talk about and you have a reality show star as the president they so don't now, believe that so the... now the now all bets are off anybody can say anything do anything because this is who you've elected so don't tell me because i am an entertainer or i'm a movie star or what have you that oh i'm somehow removed from being able to talk about politics and policies in the government to which I pay taxes to. Like, they don't believe about? that, though. What they want is for the black artists to be quiet. They want for the black um, athletes to be quiet. They don't want all it. I mean, if this had been, and I don't want to put anybody else's name out there because I don't know who a Trump supporter is and who isn't. But I'm just saying, if there's a country music singer that is a Trump supporter, they'd be more than welcome to speak up. Mm-hmm. So that's just my, my say on it. Well, since we're talking about politics, we may as well go ahead and talk about one of the biggest stories today. So, today, our girl, which we said this was going to happen, right? Yes. Kamala Harris has announced that she is running in 2020 for president, and I'm so excited. Me too. So, I want to go ahead and throw this out here. Because I have not been on Twitter for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, finally got back on Twitter today and this discussion popped up in which we ended up talking about it for a really long time. Um, how do you feel about the people who are now saying, and they've been saying it, I just didn't know, that Kamala was a detriment to black lives in California when she was a prosecutor? Basically saying, like, those same politics that we don't want. And I hate to I hate it to bring it up, but I don't hate to bring it up because it speaks to the fact that you and I always talk about when it comes to politics, you have to do your research. Mm-hmm. I still believe in Kamala as a um, 
a candidate, but but negates the, you know what I mean. So they're basically saying like all of her moves as a prosecutor were to kind of clinch and have a hold on the black community. Like that's how she got her notoriety. Have you heard anything about that? Yeah, but other than Barack, I don't know of anyone, any president who you can't pull up something that someone can say is a detriment. The argument has been made that Barack um, has also done the same thing, not in the Americas, but, you know, with, right. with some of the policies. And we've discussed that on the show, like nobody's perfect. And that's how we got into the discussion earlier today before we started recording. Um, just about how, like, in politics, politics is grimy. Regardless, right. and, and until I like, um, I saw some things, but until I see like, I just I try not to generalize what politicians do. Like this was a detriment. I have to see exactly what were these people accused of. Correct. What, what did what was the scope of which she had to? Like I say, the why matters. Yeah. So that's why I'm just like. I don't feel like I want to go down that road like we did with Hillary and say that was well, my this argument. thing that she did. So no, and then we end up with with the Donald Trump. So, so that was my <laughs> argument. The argument that like, oh well, sometimes you don't need to vote then because voting for the lesser of two evils is still voting for an evil. Like I get that, but my argument was if we're going to vote in, say we will use Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump and uh, Bernie Bernie Sanders, right? So mm-hmm. Bernie was running against. Um, Hillary for me this is my personal opinion Bernie was the best candidate right but we knew that people weren't going to vote for Bernie so Hillary got the nomination Mm -hmm. and now because we said all of these negative pulled up all these negative things not that people shouldn't know but you I would rather vote in a Hillary than a Donald Trump Mm -hmm. and then when the next cycle comes along you vote in if you think that Hillary if Donald Trump is a 10 as, as it pertains to negativity and Hillary Clinton is a six right then on the next cycle let's try to find somebody who's a two or at a zero or at a negative one like you just keep getting better with the politics you don't ignore it and hope that it goes away no. and here's my other argument which I I was so passionate about early I could feel myself getting upset the very same people who have all of this knowledge about things that have been done in the past and have all of these arguments and have all of these views, the moment you ask them to get involved, even at a community level, they don't want any parts of it. It bothers me so much. I'm not saying that everybody has to want to be a politician, but when you start asking people, well, like, are you interested in ultimately being an alderman or something like that, just at the local level, the answer is no. And another thing that, that trips me out is when people in our community say, well, I don't get into politics. But you, you, you do because... The money that you're spending is going somewhere. That's right. So that's like me going into a store and just giving money, just going in there, just paying money every two weeks for something. I don't know what I'm buying. I don't know who's spending it. I don't have any idea where it's going. And I have no say. So why would I do that? That's you wouldn't right. do that. Like you, you get mad if somebody overcharge you two bucks. Yeah. But you pay thousands of dollars in taxes every year and say, oh, I don't get into politics. What are you talking about? Yeah. You sound dumb. Like you're in it whether whether you like it or not. Yeah, so that is that I would have to like really, really and I saw some stuff. I know that she was involved in like um um 
stuff related to like um, counterterrorism when it comes to like certain um, um, groups from the southern borders. I know she worked a lot with that, but I mean, she's she's in California. So um, I would imagine that, you know, that was something that um, she worked on, given the fact that, I mean, you know, a lot of trafficking goes goes on around the coast and, and stuff like that. Right. Um, and I did. I didn't, I didn't have time to read it, but I did see where it was like, as a prosecutor, you know, she did X, Y, Z, but my thing is, if, and I don't know what the cases were, but I'm just thinking if I was a, a federal prosecutor, if, and this, I'm just speaking from experience, let's just say it was, or things that I have knowledge of, or, or people that have gone through in the past, let's say it, it was a, a drug case or something. Okay. This is federal. And because a lot of those cases, they're trying to get who's whoever is at the top. Right. So they're gonna try to stick it to you. That way, you they can you can tell them who's doing X Y Z, and they have a guideline to where they can where they can sentence you. Right. So if she's within that guideline, unless it's like for every case that she sentenced somebody that was black, the sentence for somebody white was less. Then I'll be like, okay, that's kind of sketchy. But if she's within the guidelines and this is what's set up, I mean, I don't really know. I don't. I don't really know how that's a detriment if she was working in the guidelines of her role as a prosecutor. Then, if we don't like the guidelines, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother scenario. Because she because get, you should get into politics. So she has. She has laws. no no authority over when you come in front of me, black, white, orange, or red. If this is what you're charged with, and these are the guidelines for your crimes. I have to go within that. Now, given the fact if she went, if it, let's say if it was the the guidelines said calls for five to 15 years. Now, depending on if she went closer to five or if she went to 14, I mean, I don't know. It would probably depend on what you did and what the situation was. But unless she, well, it's no way she couldn't do it. She would have to stay inside the guidelines. Right. So I don't it's know. It's an argument to, that you're okay with it as long as, if I got 15 years, then, you know, Tommy gets 15 years too? Yes, because the thing that I dislike is we can't, I don't think it's, and, and, I, and I believe in this, and people can say what they want to say, I don't feel like being black is a reason for you to, it's like an excuse for you to, I want to do bad too. Well, well he no, only no. got 10. And we so, talk about well, that. I, yeah. don't, I, I, I don't like that. Right. <laughs> if you do it, I don't know what to tell you. Like, you, you, it is what it is. These are the consequences that we face. And if you don't like the laws, the guidelines, and what's going on, that's why you need to be active and vote and participate in your communities. Right. But that's just how I feel. So, I will take Kamala over anybody at this point. <laughs> Kamala and Joe. I don't, I don't know. I've heard some crazy, like, just like Beto. I've heard some crazy things about him. Like, but... Beto isn't running though, or he hasn't um, announced, has he? He hasn't, but I mean, he can always, can he still be put on as someone's VP? Mm-hmm. And so I've heard that. So that's why I'm just like, I mean, I don't know about him either, because I've heard some, some things about him. So, I mean, other than, even with Joe Biden, I love Joe Biden, but people can talk negatively about the way he handled the Anita Hill thing. So I think there's always going to be, a red herring somewhere mm-hmm. unless you're just 100% perfect all the time which none of them are going to be right. and I think when we stop thinking that someone is going to be Jesus Christ 
maybe we won't have Donald Trump's in office because it's not. At the end of the it's day, not gonna work. The government is supposed to work for the people, mm-hmm. and the government is not going to work for the people unless the people work the government. That was a good one. I meant that thing. That was a good one, and I'm I'm right there with you. But I wanted to talk about this um, since we're talking about Kamala. So um, this was maybe about two weeks ago. Um, she spoke at Howard University, which mm-hmm. is our alma mater, and a journalist that is set to cover her throughout this the campaign is you know following her wherever she goes and went to um, take notes so she can report on the. Um, event and ended up getting dragged on Twitter because when of course when Kamala entered the room she's at Howard University there are other black women there I mean they're gonna rep their set basically so when she comes in the room the AKAs do their ski wee and so the journalist is live tweeting this and she (laughs) basically said and I'm paraphrasing um, as soon as Kamala got up to speak women in here started screeching I, I didn't know that there was going to be screeching here. Got dragged <laughs> right for, for filth. Right. Like, just got dragged for filth, and rightfully so. And so the next week um, was Founders Day for um, the AKA sorority, and mm-hmm. one of my favorite people on television, Sonny Hostin, who is a member of um, the AKA. Yes. She, she is on The View on J15 wearing her nail. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when the topic comes up, it's like they're trying to silence her about her own organization. I'm just like, this is this I is why. did not like that. This mm-hmm. is why this is an issue. So my question to you is, do you feel like there has to be a black journalist covering black candidates or is it important for anyone covering the candidates to be knowledgeable about the ins and outs of that particular person? I think that you know me well enough to know that I'm going to say the latter, that it's very important for people to just have some awareness. Like, do your due diligence. If you don't know, it's okay. Um, you don't have to know everything, but definitely ask before. And I'm not sure whether initially she was making a joke or just a- actually making the statement, but just have some awareness. And if you don't, then make an inquiry before you make statements like that. Yeah, because it seemed very dismissive and condescending. And the reason that we even have black fraternities and sororities is because we, we couldn't join the the larger communities organizations Mm -hmm. so that's why we have those and i just think that it's crazy that you you have been following this woman and had no idea right that this is what she was a part of like and and i know too like with with I, and I'm just going to put it out there. It's so many freaking white sororities. and It's just like, what the hell? But so they maybe- usually only last for the duration <laughs> of college. Like, they don't carry on. Um, right. Usually. Like the Divine yeah. Nine. So, um, I just thought that was crazy. Um, the fact that the journalist thought, because this is my thing. You are reporting on something serious. Right. This is a president. Oh, well, at the time, you know, it was a rumored presidential um, nominee for 2020. And... You're like making these like this is serious. Like whether you were thought it was funny or I didn't expect to hear screeching, whatever. You just need to 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 document the facts about what she's saying. Right. Because all of now, that will 
peanut gallery was but but at the end of the day that's what took precedence in the you know in media or you know on different platforms like twitter it's like well what did she say we're too we're so busy now dragging this lady because of what she said that the message got lost right and so um i don't know i think that One thing that that really bothers me is, and I know everybody drug her for what she's well, you know, for for basically, um, not really drug her, but a lot of people felt uncomfortable when Ellen Pompeo was on doing that interview and she spoke up about not having enough black people behind the scenes or people of color behind the scenes, yeah. and you know, certain people felt a kind of way about her, but I try not to get stuck on the messenger because that message is true yeah. because if if there were more people that were you know doing the reporting behind the scenes maybe some of this would not be an issue right so i'm just wondering what is the reason for um because i mean i, I mean i know people that went to ant there's so many like black journalists like what is the issue like where is why is that like that like there's what is still the not issue? the majority there's yeah so I guess we're saying the same thing because in, at the end of the day, there's still not even 50%, 40% of that workforce if you go and look at their peers. So, like, of course, they're going to pull from a pool mm -hmm. of people that they have. And nine times out of ten, if you got ten reporters, one of them might be black or right. mixed. Yeah, so we, we got to do better. We need more people reporting for CBS and not the shade room. And I'm just <laughs> I'm just saying... Somebody just said something in this room. I'm just room. saying, we we need more people on these news sites, or you know, like I was I was listening to this podcast um, with um, gosh, I can't think of that lady's name, Johnson, the one who founded BET, mm -hmm. and she talked about how that was her, that was the original concept for BET. It was supposed to be like edutainment, like she wanted it to be like okay. the number one like. A black CNN and I feel like that is really missing we we need that because right. I so mean how do we get back to that though because uh, we don't we don't have we don't even have BET anymore I mean it doesn't necessarily belong to us it's um you talking about um Sheila Sheila Johnson Sheila and Robert yes yeah, so yeah. the the podcast was about Sheila was about female entrepreneurs and about you know lessons they've learned and that type of thing and she just basically said, you know, the reason why it kind of drifted somewhere else is because they didn't want to pay for ads when Teen Summit was going on. They, you know, they wanted to wait until there were videos being played. Like, they didn't want to, yeah, so they had to, like, kind of lean more towards that. So it's that. the consumer's fault. I guess. Not placing blame necessarily, but just saying, you know, they didn't want to see what would have paid during mm -hmm. those times. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we, we have to, we have to, um, do a better job about really having careers in media, um, in the, in the mainstream and not just the shade room and radio stations, which that's fine. Right. But it matters when it comes to stuff like this. So that okay. was just, that was just something that I observed. And since we talked about, uh, Kamala, I just wanted to throw that out there. But. 
Okay, so since we were talking about BET, but we're also talking about politics, do we want to go uh, Nancy Pelosi or do we want to go R. Kelly? I'm over both of them. <laughs> so, I mean, okay, I'm not well, over Nancy, just... but I'm just like, figure it out. Like, right. somebody, what is going on? Because these people out here, I've seen a lady that um, having to ration out her insulin because she don't, she's not getting paid. Like, this is ridiculous. It's not right. It is crazy. Trump is a big baby. And Trump I need Nancy to keep on cracking the whip. Like, I'm not going to say I'm over Nancy. I'm not over Nancy, but. Because she said, as long as Trump is here, I'm here. Oh, my God. I'm just, I'm just, the, the, the government, and I don't know, maybe it's because I'm an adult now and I'm paying attention, yes. but gosh, it is wearing me out. It is wearing me out. I just want the impeachment process to start. Not going to happen. He's going to get a chance to do this full term. He may not get reelected, but um, I believe that he's going to get to do this full term. But just not allowing Nancy to go on that trip that had been planned. It had been planned, and that's a matter of national, national security, security because I don't think that her trip um have been publicized like it was just you know it was kind of like yes they have secret missions and stuff not missions all, but secret trips and all the time conversations and stuff like that to protect any you know dealings that may be going on or if a country is un, unstable a region is unstable and he basically outed, outed her it was like a power play because she told him that it's no need for him to give no speech. He just need to write the speech right, and, submit and, it. and submit it and let us move on. And he didn't want to do that because he wants to get in front of the people and tell lies. And tell lies. And I think about his tweets because all of the presidential tweets, and really I don't think it's been a, been a thing since, um, I guess, until Barack because he was like the first social media president, actually, that was on there and That's participating. Um, yeah, not like your social media, but... Right. That's where his campaign really took off nationally was because of the YouTube videos and the right. songs and us because we're in the social yep. media age. But all of his tweets will go in the national archives. Like that's a part of history now. All of that, your favorite president, hamburgers, uh, <laughs> all of that. Like it's going it's into the national archives, and I'm just like, this is why people be laughing at us yeah. because hamburgers, right? Talking about great American food, you serving these champions, these college football champions, you serving them hamburgers. Right. Get yeah. out of here. I don't want to eat one of those because I don't know what that is. Oh, my God. Like, I, I just am, I'm over politics right now, and somebody needs to figure out something. But I, I think that, that with uh, Comey, his lawyer, mm -hmm. working with um, the FBI and basically saying that Trump knew and he did what he did under his direction, I'm hoping that something will come of all of this, but you know, white people be white people, and so I mean, who knows? Right? Who knows? So, you and I had this discussion on Thursday whenever we were meeting, and I was just talking to you about how, like, I always wonder if the people that I love, love, love that have passed away mm -hmm. would have lived long enough. And I, by that, I don't mean like immediate family. I mean like Tupac and. Um, Malcolm X and you know people like that even Martin Luther King if they would have lived long enough to continue to make me proud or lived long enough to disappoint me or be a disappointment in some way some major way and I feel like at the end of last week two things came up the first one um, Erica Badu 
who got on a stage on Saturday and basically said she was putting up a prayer for R. Kelly. This is not the first time that she supported him or, you know, verbalized that she has some support for him. It's not the first time that she's made some comments that we thought were pretty sketchy. But she said, uh, I hope he sees the light of day if he's done all those things that we've seen on TV and heard about, heard those ladies talk about. Um, and then, again, saying um, that she was putting up prayers for him. So a lot of people were dragging her um, just for continuing on in her support of him. A lot of people felt like she could have just been quiet and not said anything. What, what are your thoughts on that? Number one, she did it in Chicago. Right. So it's just like, clearly you know that it's going to be, it, it's going to, stir up emotions right and um dialogue and conversation right there in the moment so if if i had that moment as an entertainer i don't think that i would want to deflect from my act to talk about freaking robert I kelly you. i feel you me neither um but then again i feel like everyone can have their opinion and if that's the way you feel you just have to be ready for the backlash. For the backlash. But she, she did come out and tweet again. And um, I guess after she started to get dragged to kind of clarify what she said. And she said, um, and this is from her Twitter. She mm -hmm. said, I love you unconditionally. That doesn't mean I support your poor choices. I want healing for you and anyone you have hurt as a result of you being hurt. Is that strange to you? That's all I've ever said. Anything else has been fabricated or taken out of context. Right. Okay. Which with further, you know, um, uh, uh, time to to formulate this tweet, I can under like, I can understand what you're saying, but you got to think like right there in the moment with right. your in, you're in Chicago and you're saying I love R. Kelly like my silence thing is, yes like be my <laughs> thing be is just quiet, be quiet like everybody else because the thing of the matter is this does not directly. It doesn't relate to you. It ain't going to stop your coins. You ain't going to jail. He didn't touch nobody in your family. Other than the, the conversations that we're having right. behind closed doors, there's no reason for you to speak out. And I find that it's very troubling in that arena when you start critiquing and voicing your opinions about people that are within your same industry. Mm -hmm. Just be quiet. If it's not affecting you, if you ain't got nothing to do with it, as one of my favorite reality stars would say, Flavor Flav, if it don't apply, let it fly. <laughs> let it fly. Like, you ain't got to comment on everything because you already know that people view it as a pro problematic fave. So, Erica, just get your coins and be quiet, sis. We love you, but you ain't always got to talk. You have a window seat, okay? Several. <laughs> Several, right. <laughs> just sit on down. Um, with that being said, after nine years, R. Kelly has recently been dropped from RCA. So I did see that. We will continue to see how his life pans out post-documentary. Um, there was somebody else. Oh, Gladys Knight. That's another person. So I don't know if you heard, but she's supposed to be singing the national anthem at the Super Bowl. Yes. Um, and... A lot of people were disappointed and kind of dragging her a little a little bit less because sometimes I feel like our legends get a pass. And 
Gladys Knight surely is a legend, but when I read it, I just slapped my forehead like, come on, Gladys. So she said, I understand that Mr. Kaepernick is um, protesting two things, and they are police violence and injustice. It is unfortunate that our national anthem has been dragged into this debate. Oh, my God. No, she did not. The distinctive senses of the national anthem and fighting for justice should each stand alone. This is what she said on Friday. She continued to say, I am here today on Sunday. This is later, Sunday, February um, 3rd. Oh, yeah, on Sunday, February 3rd, to give the anthem back its voice to stand for I'm she sorry. is trolling is she trolling no 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 she's serious oh my god um to stand for for that historic choice of words the, and we discussed the wording of the national anthem on this show when it was written who it was written for etc uh, the way it unites us when we hear it and to free it from the same prejudices and struggles prejudice is a really weird it word is a to song use I have fought long and hard for all my life from walking back from walking back hallways from marching with our social leaders from using my voice for good. I have been in the forefront of this battle longer than most of those voicing their opinions to win the right to sing our country's anthem on a stage as large as the Super Bowl. Um, she continues, but it's basically the same thing. I pray that this national anthem will bring us all together in a way never before witnessed and we can move forward and untangle these truths, which means so much to all of us. Um, untangle what truths? We know uh, the truth. Uh, it's Gladys. right there in the song. I'm uh, glad We're not doing that. She um, the national anthem is never going to unite us. You want an anthem to unite us, then write a new one because this is not it. No, and... I don't understand why they don't understand. Like, I don't understand. Like, you're older than me. You, you're you educated. You've been living longer years, way longer than I have. Why don't they get it? I, that's crazy because when you say that, when we're talking in regards to elders and people that are older than us, um, I just recently watched the first season of True Detective. It was mm-hmm. so good. Matthew McConaughey is yummy, okay? He is fine still anyway so i just <laughs> watched that and it was a scene where woody harrelson's um i love woody harrelson yeah he's, that, he too. Is, he's so uh, good he's one of my favorites um, of all time he was good in this that was such a good um show but um he was talking to his father-in-law and he was you know saying you young people doing this and da 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 da, da. and he said there are always old men like you that dislike what's going on and judge you know the younger generations and then you die, and the world keeps spinning. So I feel like this is this is this is that whole because why say I've been doing this longer than some of y'all? Like it's that whole thing. Like I'm older, and I know, I know and, better. Like girl, it is 2019. There is no reason why you are dying to get up there and sing the national anthem unless this is just like. I mean, what you trying to do, get up there and outdo Whitney because you can't. Right. What you try, I mean, I ain't saying that she can't sing because she's Gladys Knight, but girl, we don't want to, we don't even want to see that. Like, that's why they're, no shade, that's why they're coming to you, Gladys Knight. Because nobody else will do it. <laughs> nobody else will do it. And take a look at the people like um, Chrisette Michelle, Jennifer Lewis. I just seen an article about Chrisette Michelle saying that people took away her livelihood because she's saying, no, you did that. Because everybody told you not to do it. 
So, Miss Gladys, so when... That, well, I don't want to support you anymore. Please understand. Right. I think Gladys um, might be just be in a totally different situation. It's not like she needs to sing the national anthem. She's Gladys Knight. Um, I just have to... I said I wasn't going to do the whole thing, but I have to um, read this part. She said, no matter who chooses to deflect with this narrative and continue to mix these two in the same message, and by these two she means police violence and injustice that she talked about that um, Colin was protesting for in the first place... It is not so and cannot be made so by anyone speaking it. See, and this is right there, there directly what you said. She said mixing the two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I'm obsessed with the Supreme Court. Mm-hmm. So I recently listened to an episode um, of this. It's a podcast called More Perfect. So if anybody's interested in listening to stuff about Supreme Court and you're corny like me, you should listen to it. Mm-hmm. But it was an episode about um, this man. His last name was Graham, the Throne Graham. He was here in Charlotte, North yes, Carolina. I did. And he yeah. was a diabetic and was handcuffed and beaten mm-hmm. while having a diabetic seizure. seizure. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is from that case, they were trying to determine did the officer act reasonable? And they used an amendment to do that. Like they, they had to draw from, from an amendment. Um, and they, they ended up losing the case and now the police have turned that narrative into reasonable to mean was, was the police justified in shooting him? Like, is it reasonable to think that that's why he was to, was to use force when that is not what that case was meant to be about that narrative. So for her to say, mixing two things that don't go together, our freedoms, our constitution and black lives have always been separate. it, it, It has always been no i'm saying it, it oh i, I get what been, you're saying like, yeah because that constitution, that constitution determines, what america mm-hmm. stands for directly determines where i could end up right because if i get in front of a judge or if i'm in you know involved in some um altercation with a police officer he kills me they're gonna judge him by the law right and by what the flag which represents meant, which was not meant for us to prosper under anyway so how can you say that the two don't mix or when you have you know black soldiers that go and fight in vietnam and world war ii and then come back and have to walk in the back door like it has always it has always been meshed together right racism savagery brutality thievery goes hand in hand with that damn national anthem and i don't give a damn what miss gladys got to say about it you have some and I know, like, we're technically a part of the millennial crew, but you have some, like, baby boomers and people like that who are like, you know, you better not mess up that good job. <laughs> you know, with that that whole mentality. And then you have some that are like, don't take no ish off nobody. We, we fought too hard to get here. And it's just so weird to see the conflict in, like, within the same generation. I feel but like it kind of gives me a window into maybe what they were like when they were younger. Yeah, because um, my mom is that way. Like my you mom had people fighting on the front lines, and then you had people that are like, "I I just need to stay a lot." Like I understand that concept or whatever, but it's like, yeah, my mom is a baby boomer, and she don't play that right. And I and that's why I am the way I am. Mm-hmm. But it it solely relates to her experiences as a child, you know, growing up in the rural South and mm-hmm. seeing the things that she saw and that her mom went through and, and knowing like, man, at these fools, like, like we don't you, have to take you this. do not have to take that. But you know, 
I feel like other people in my family that may be older than her, they're, they, they feel that way, but they have a, they circumvent yeah, being yeah. so vocal about it. Right. When they talk about it at home, but yes. then when it comes to being out in public, it's like, don't, because we don't want to get into any trouble. Yes. And I'm, so I, I understand both concepts. I'm not that way either. I understand both concepts, but then like, don't dare I say, I hope I don't regret this. But, like, don't be out bojangling either. Sambo ass niggas. Don't, listen, just say for what it is. Don't be out here in blackface. Right. Because, listen, Harriet Tubman, okay? If you ain't with us, you against us, and we will leave your ass behind. Because I ain't got the time of the day. No, we leave no witnesses if we Harriet Tubman in it. Listen, I'm just like, I don't know. Like, and that's why I always say, like, I'm not... I, I just am not going to, I can't concern myself with fighting for, you know, they say, oh, we're supposed to like, it's for all of us, for everybody. Like, I, I don't feel like I have the energy to expend on. Yeah. It's on you, even if you are black, if you're going to be detrimental to the greater good. I don't, you can get on over there on the other side, like, it's okay. Right. Because I feel like we have been in this fight for 400 years. And if you have not taken the time to, I'm not even going to say to do your history, like to, to learn yourself mm -hmm. as a black person, just start with yourself. If you haven't even taken the time to realize that you a nigga, I can't help you. <laughs> like I, I can't help people who really feel like because their parents had, uh, you know, degrees and jobs. Like if you get pulled over, your ass is still black. When you walk outside, don't nobody know what degrees you got. Don't nobody know how much money you got. Right. Nobody knows any of that. Nobody knows where you come from, what your pedigree is. And code switching is not always going to help you. No. So I just feel like we, and I know I keep saying I feel like, but I think that we have to really get serious with the, with the group of us who, and I don't want to use this term, but that's woke. Mm -hmm. Because Glad, Gladys is a lost hope. Gladys old. You know, she want to, you know, probably sing on cruise ships and shit. Like, I mean, who gives a crap? Just like um, Homeboy, Travis Scott, um, Ness Nitty, like, did a whole, like, post about him saying that, you know, basically trying to cop a plea because he's doing a Super Bowl. You know, I'm donating the money to this and I already spoke to Captain. She was like, no, you have not. Right. You ain't spoke to nobody over here. So don't try to, you know, go under this guy's that. He's okay I, I, with um, this. Right, Colin or, is okay with yeah, it. No. Yeah, no, get out of here. But he, I mean, look look what family he's a part of. So, you know, getting well, he, he a lost, <laughs> he's a lost cause. So your girlfriend don't know she want to be white or black. One day she white, next day she black. So you you just as confused as the rest of them. So Child. I can honestly say that I will probably not watch the Super Bowl because I don't like the you Patriots. Know I'm not watching it anyway. And I'm just like. Gladys Knight, Travis Scott, like these ain't nobody that somebody else is a big boy. You, we do like big boy, oh, but God. But I, I don't. I'm not watching. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of, um, like learning yourself and you know getting rid of things that you know don't edify the black community or black people. Um, have you watched Trigger Warning, Killer Mike's Trigger mm -hmm. Warning? So. Killer Mike's trigger warning. We I guess we could talk about it, talk about it next week. But if you guys have not had a chance to check it out, it is on Netflix. 
and it's several episodes. Um, I don't know if you saw the previews of it leading up to this, but there are a couple different episodes. They're very interesting. They're easy to digest. They have a lot of shock value to them. But at the end of the day, I really feel like there's a lot um, you can pull from them. I know the one episode that probably got the most pub before it actually came out was the episode that showed the Crips um, making a soda. Like, if Crips had a soda, would you buy it? Called Cola. It was so good. He did one on, um, like, religion. Like, not being able to see somebody looking like you. You know what I'm saying? How, like... If you ask white people who believe in Jesus, like, is Jesus black? They'll say no, or a lot of them will say no. But sometimes black people, if you ask black people, is Jesus black? They feel uncomfortable even giving the description, like, from the actual Bible. So there's a guy on there, a black man on there, who's, like, a country singer. And he's like, well, I kind of see Jesus as clear. So then that Shut your dumb ass sparked up. the whole conversation. There was um, one episode where they got a bunch of different people together. They did some focus groups. Um, they had um, one that where they created this place called new africa where they were kind of just testing it out on like some land and they got like different people together and tried to figure out like how they could coexist it was really good for me i watched that um so maybe we can talk about that next week and i watched the fire i did too documentary so i watched both, both of, of them, them. Yes. i did too I did and too. girl, I laughed the whole time. I so did too. I, most of you will probably listening to this will probably remember that whole fire situation, um, where Ja Rule was involved, and you know you could come on the island, and it was a festival. And when I tell you these white kids were spending all of their money, yeah, rich people problems. Woo, child, just to see them like sleeping in those FEMA tents. I laughed so hard when they got to the part in both documentaries where it started pouring down rain and literally the like hours before, I was like, truly it was an act of God. Like that was the final haha. This is not going on. Right. Um, what I thought was interesting is it just shows you how far you can get being a mediocre white boy that's it i kept <laughs> saying the same thing the whole time i was watching at first i was like oh i kind of like his personality but maybe five minutes into the first one i was like wait this is just reminiscent of so many mediocre white people that i know who just get away with scam their way to the what? top you guys have to watch at least one if not both of these documentaries because when i tell you he was just robbing peter to pay paul the whole time partying living it up he had a penthouse just ludicrous alcohol on alcohol getting celebrities involved it was crazy i think he ordered like two million dollars worth of alcohol he did pay kendall jenner two twenty five two hundred fifty thousand dollars to post about it one time and this is what this is my question to you because i feel like if you do that, if if you're an influencer mm -hmm. um, and you post about something saying this is going to be this and then I in turn see you posting it, mm -hmm. like you're staying behind it and I go and it ends up being a scam, I feel like I should be able to sue you for false advertising. So, I have to give that a little more thought and let me tell you why because I'm going to take it out of the context of her and, and put it like with Chanel Iman and Bella Hadid and all of those that were on the island initially. Those girls actually went to the island, right? Or the first island. 
This was months before it was supposed to happen. They were paid to come out there for a job, right? They mm-hmm. did the job that they came out for. When they came out, they had a good time. They had liquor. They took photographs. They rode jet skis. They were living it up on that island. And even if, like, when I watched the one that's on Hulu, when I went back to look at it, even the day of when people showed up, there were some influencers who got there early enough who actually had living quarters. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know because I look at the models and I go, there's a part of me that's like, all of y'all are rich. Everybody gets in trouble. But there's also a part of me that's like, how did they know? How did Kendall, Kendall know that all of that was going to happen? If you look at it, Blink-182 backed out the day of. Like, but they were still supposed to fly down. I can understand being in a commercial. But when you post, you are the one that's announcing that good music is going to be there. But they were like, supposed to be there. I don't know. He, they were never. They were never. Are you sure yes. they were never supposed to be they, there? They had never been paid. No, none of the people had ever been paid. There was no contract signed with Good Music saying they were going to be so there. So you're saying that if I'm an influencer, I should at least wait until the people have been paid. So you're saying if if they had been paid two months before or whenever they posted about it. But see, that's not really how it works, though, B. It's, it's not, but... Even at a regular you're, you're festival... You're saying that this is what's going to happen. Right, but if it doesn't happen, is it is it my fault just because I posted? If you ask me to post about it so people can start buying tickets eight months in advance, right? And then four months in advance, you're supposed to pay the talent. And at that four-month mark, you don't pay the talent, and the talent backs out. I posted about it eight months ago because those were the circumstances under which, like, you were supposed to pay the people. One thing comes after the other. It's not like they could have waited until they paid the people and then posted about it. That would have been too late. Granted, they posted about it one day, and then 90% of the tickets were gone, but they didn't know that was going to happen. You know if you got Kendall Jenner posting something, something's going to happen. I don't Or think, you would have never, if you didn't think. Yes. I don't, I'm not saying you knew that 90% of the right. tickets going to be sold, but you know if you're paying It was going to be a these, push. Yes. I, like, I, I just, I just, not necessarily that they should be responsible, but if, if just like how we feel about our, our black celebrities or influencers, if you need to be responsible with the things that you're posting. You, yes, you need to I, verify I something. Okay. Because the these kids got all the way out there. It was no plumbing. They didn't have any electric. What would make me think though that something I mean, people was going got to hurt. go wrong if you paid me two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you clearly got the money to do if you pay me two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for one post, you clearly have the money to do a festival. A he, party. I think if it would have been something just to start in like America, mm-hmm. he they could have got this together. They could have went somewhere to a campground where it was already something built, already porta potties, whatever, and just. But you want to just they wanted this, the star power, yeah. And I think that that right there just shows you the power that social media has to have people buying into these. My thing is, anytime you got to pay to be around celebrities, it, it's not worth it. Right. Like, if they're not inviting you there, if this is not a part of your job or somebody wants you to be in there, I'm not paying. These people was paying $25,000 for a tent a, that, a t- or a cabana that was never even built. Right. Why? So, my thing is, if you got $25,000 $25, of disposable income, I do not feel bad for you for being that stupid. Right. And you can just throw away $25,000. Like 40, 48 hours max on the island. So, 
And another thing that really, the main thing that I feel bad for are the locals of the Exuma. Oh, girl. Because they had those those locals working day and night, getting three hours of sleep. That one lady said anybody that could lift was there helping. And then they just went on home. like And didn't pay them. Didn't pay anybody anything. The owner of the restaurant who said all those people were working for her. And then she had to take $50,000 of her savings. To pay them. To pay them. And now she's starting from scratch. And she was getting choked up because she said she doesn't even like to talk about it. Like, she'd rather just go away like it never happened so she could just have a fresh start. Yeah. Where where are her um, reparations? Never see it. And then the thing is, he got arrested, got out on bail, and started scamming again. Yes, girl. No remorse. Here's, no remorse. This is what I kept saying. So, all of this was based on the fact that, I know we're telling the story, but I promise you, if you go look at it yourself, you'll still enjoy it. The, all of this was based on them trying to publicize the Fire app, where mm-hmm. you could go on an app and put a bid in for a celebrity to come do a party for you, whether it's a birthday party or bar mitzvah or whatever. Which is a really good idea. It, it's an excellent idea, and they ruined it by having this grandiose idea that they could pull this off in a few months. Because what they really could have do, done was launch the app. Just launch the app and see how that works. And then planned this because it, the idea was brilliant, it was right? A good idea. They could have taken like a year and a half to two years to get the festival together, get some more actual investors instead of taking the money from the people who were buying tickets to pay for whatever, like all those Amazon boxes that were coming to the island and everything. Yeah, that was crazy. They could have gotten investors and really killed it yeah like, because he i mean that's one it. thing he had did break like, out there he, he had a lot anybody. of a lot of people investing so i mean but then he started like document like um doctoring up um uh stuff that he had paid and committing wire fraud and financial crimes but he only got sentenced to six years yeah which now you know good and well let that would have been jaru the one doing most of the scamming Six and they're years. mad at Ja Rule for not taking any responsibility. I'm like, he's already seen this story before. Ja Rule has been to jail. He said he's not going back. But there's, but he is getting sued. Yeah, I know. So, and that's my thing. Like this, like Ja Rule. And then you know, I seen that Ja Rule is still like going through trying to like develop this app. But ain't nobody fooling with you after this, right? I think he's working with a new group called Icon now. Yeah, and basically trying to do the same thing again. The idea is brilliant. You might not want to have. Um, Ja Rule attached to it because of what happened before, but really, the stuff I don't know. I just watch the documentary for yourself. Hit us up and let you know. Let us know what you think about it. Um, dang, what a Taraji, my girl. Oh yeah, girl. She, she got, got all her things. She's getting her uh, star on the Walk of Fame on January the twenty eighth. And as soon as I saw that, I just kept thinking about how she stood up there and told that story about how. She wanted to move to California. They told her not to. They told her that she was too old. I think she was already in her late 20s. Um, they told her that she wasn't going to make it. You know, once she got pregnant, she walked across the stage with her baby on her hip to the, collect her diploma. And we love Taraji over here. Mm-hmm. And I'm just so happy. Give Taraji her things. Yes. Every week I want to talk about a black woman getting her things. Yeah, Taraji is getting her star. She's getting married. And she got a fine boo, too. She I deserves, said, go ahead, Taraji. She deserves, just like all of us, she deserves all the things. Yes, yeah, she does. I love yeah. Taraji. Um, 
I only have one last thing I want to talk about. What's that? Girl, mute future. Wait, what happened? Future, future. Did I hear about future? What happened? Oh, girl, he mad. He big mad. I, listen, all the things happen. He better, he better cut it out before we get sure. on the campaign mute future because your that. ass is tripping. So, um, and this is this is why I feel like people need to really like think about the things that they're giving their energy to because. If you have been, if you follow Future, you know he pulls some crazy stunt every time he's he does he stirs up this stuff with Sierra every time he's about to release something. Uh-huh. So people will start talking about him. But he did an interview where, you know, he said that he feels like the fame has messed up his chance at love. No, nigga, you messed you it did up. that. Yeah, you messed it up. It's other people that are famous out here in love with other celebrities and regular people. No, you messed it up. And he says that you know basically. Russell does whatever Sierra tells him to do. Uh, that's what he said. Okay, I have He, I have he does whatever Sierra tells him to do, and he don't want to meet him now because the time to meet him was before. You don't have nobody else around. My son, it, the damage is already done. And so then they pulled up an interview of Sierra back right after she got married where she said she tried to get them to meet in 2015. She didn't get married in 2016. And she was like, I, I called him. Try to set up something. He wouldn't respond. He wouldn't talk to me. She was like, I have no choice but to go on with my life. Mm-hmm. I'm supposed to stop what I'm doing over here because you don't want to participate? No. My thing is, you are toxic. You are a, a, a serial impregnator. <laughs> Amen. And you need to leave Sierra and Russell alone because they're not bothering you. You just had a baby with Bow Wow's ex. So why do you care? Why do you care? Why does everybody care what this girl is doing with her child and her husband? So did you see um, that Russell posted a picture of baby Sienna and uh, baby future kissing? And all he said was uh, love. Yeah, this is all that matters. Yeah, this is all that matters. And Sierra posted a picture of her. It was like rise above or something. But men always have a problem with the one who doesn't play into their ego who doesn't let them get away with treating and who, them like crap. And who treats the woman that they treated poorly well. Yeah, that that's all it is. Because you don't see him going in on his other 10 baby mamas. Mm-mm. You only see him going in on her. Why? Why? Because he wishes he had done better with her and he didn't. Right. And so, ladies, pay attention to any man that you're talking to. Know that it's, it's not necessarily Team Future. Because, I mean, I, got, I like Future's music. But, I mean, it's like the most negative as andre 3000 said it's the most negative inspirational music ever but (laughs) pay attention to men that are siding with him on this because they got problems here's the thing this is what i said too early on i was like he's saying first of all i do not believe that russell does everything that sierra says do right but if there is a man out here who is smart enough to listen to the black woman usually his he's propelled in life like we're so intelligent we're so nurturing like just because he's not combative with his wife doesn't mean that because i think what he's trying to say is that russell is a sucker and i don't believe that yeah and people keep saying it like oh if if russell came in this y'all want to talk to him first of all russell is an elite quarterback in the nfl who ain't gonna talk to him (laughs) and secondly corny or not honey who is not going to talk to Russell Wilson? He is an elite quarterback in the NFL. 
Why I, wouldn't I want to talk to Russell over your broke ass who's still trying to put out a, a rap album at 50? Aside Leave from me the that, hell alone. Aside from that, I've said this on the show plenty of times. I like nice guys. I haven't always ended up with them because people wear the mask, right? But at the end of the day, there are plenty of women who just want to gotta be nice to them. People don't always go looking for a bad guy. No. We might end up with one. But and why does respectful and nice equate to lame? Why wouldn't exactly. any woman in her right mind want a man that is nice to her? Right. Why? I mean, why wouldn't you want that? That is not, that is accepting of your child, that treats your child like his own. His own. Why wouldn't you want that? How is that? How is that lame? That's why a lot of y'all men are in these ridiculous cycles of toxic ass, stressed out ass relationships for the for the majority of your lives. That's right. Because you think that, or you feel as though discord and, you know, arguments and disagreements and cheating Condition. is normal. And it makes you a man. Nobody got time for that. All it's going to do is give you a heart attack. I don't have time for that shit. Conditioning. Toxic That's ass why. Negroes. <laughs> Toxic ass Negroes, but I just thought that was interesting because every time he has a project that comes out, he brings up Sierra's name like, bruh. Hush. She you she wanted to marry you. And I remember an interview I do. where he I said, I did want to marry Sierra, but I didn't want to do it the way she wanted to do it. You want to be in, con you are a control freak. Mm -hmm. You want to control her. And there are plenty of people out here losing for that very reason because they want to do the same thing their partner wants to do, right? But because they didn't come up with how it's going to be done, it has to be rerouted. You're losing. You, you're not working smart. You're working no. hard. What is wrong with if your partner is good at something or this is what they really want and you're in agreement? just let them take the rein on that because there are going to be other things or even things concurrently that you're better at, right. that you need to take the lead on. Right. And they should allow you to do that. Like, what do you mean you wanted to marry her but not the way? What? What other way? What other way is it to get married than what the woman wants? Because <laughs> like, it's a, you know what I mean? Like, of course the men gets their things and, you know, they have their special moments. But everybody knows this is something that a woman really wants. Mm -hmm. So just let her have her things. Right. You go, the girl's gonna marry you. Like, what does it matter? You are a hood figure. You don't know nothing about planning a wedding. I'll say this. <laughs> just let her do it. Exactly. I know she's thanking her lucky stars every day, though, that it did yeah. not happen, no matter how much it hurt then. Ooh, because, child, I know Even I am. I don't love you right now. Come on, Sierra. Yes, when I seen that video, I said, girl, you better sing him on away from you. Listen, um, are we going to talk about Tamika Mallory? We can't talk about Tamika because the, the Women's March was this past, this past weekend. Saturday. Yeah. Um, and so Tamika Mallory is an activist who is actually um, a co-founder of what is now known as the Women's March. Mm -hmm. And she recently came under some scrutiny for her um, Farrakhan Association. She attended Savers Day, took a picture with Farrakhan, and stated that he was the GOAT. So right. um, she was on The View. Maybe it was around the same time that those comments happened with the with Kamala Harris and the journalist. Mm -hmm. And if you don't watch The View, Megan McCain, which is John McCain's daughter, she is one of the right-wing panelists, <laughs> and she is known for over-talking anybody. I want to say black women, black women, but no. anybody, but especially anyone that disagrees with her. She is terrible and blatantly microaggressive. Um, and sometimes, not sometimes, but a lot of the times, very, very tone deaf to anything outside of her whiteness. 
And so Tamika and it's so bad, but I don't even know the other chick's name. The other chick that's the founder is is a white lady with red hair. I can't remember her name, but they were on there to talk about the upcoming women's march. And so basically, I feel like the entire panel was trying to get her to condemn Minister Farrakhan, including your girl Whoopi, including Whoopi, and including Sonny for because of his um, anti-Semitism. Mm-hmm. Just it, it really reminded me of the way that everyone tried to. Uh, attack Barack for his um, connection with Jeremiah Wright in the statements that he made. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Tamika handled herself very well when they asked her to condemn Farrakhan. All she would say is, I do not agree with everything that he has said, but I have to go where my people are. Right. And wherever my people are, that's where I'll be. That's right. And I was just like, go, sis. Um, but one the thing... The DNC didn't like it, that. The DNC pulled their sponsorship. So... What my question is, is why isn't it that much outrage when people are anti-black or, you know, we have white nationalists and white supremacists still being elected to office? Why, why doesn't everyone pull away from, from that? Right. When David Duke um, is associated with the President of the United States of America. Yeah, which, you know, they want him to say, oh, I condemn and this and that. Because at the end of the day, when she said that Farrakhan has done a lot for black people, I don't know anyone else who has, other than when, when MLK, you know, had his march, they had the march in Washington um, back in the 60s. Who else has gotten a million black men in one place with no violence? That is legendary. That is the stuff of greatness. And I agree with that do i agree with him that stuff some of the stuff that he said is ridiculous no maybe maybe this kind of goes back to part of the conversation that we started with where it's like man everybody has some stuff with them like we we have to at some point be able to utilize if if a person has really good intentions not just intentions but then the action behind that you know what i'm saying i need to at least be able to access that yeah right yeah and go on about my business or partner with that and may, maybe potentially influence what I don't like or if there's no changing what the parts that I don't like, then, you know, moving on. But I need to be able to access the parts of a Farrakhan who has done so much for people who like, look like me when nobody else was willing to. Exactly. And, and that was her vantage point, but... You know they they couldn't they couldn't hear her. Um, but they did ask her. Did they think it would be? Did she think it would be wise to step down? And um, she said, you know, there just as people think I should step down, there are people who feel I should stay. Mm-hmm. And she was like, and I'm gonna stay in my position as long as it's necessary, as long as I'm I'm wanted, and as long as I'm making a difference, I'm gonna stay doing exactly what I'm doing. Right. Um, and I, I like you said, it, it goes back to judging people by the fruit of their labor and if this woman with over 20 years of activism has you know got her seat at the table or made her seat at the table and is doing right for black women because we absolutely have to have if this is going to be a women's march it absolutely has to be a black woman that is there to speak up and to center black women in that larger community because if not we will can it will continue to be this this one one track lane that's right and you can you cannot have a women's march 
and not represent all women. Right. It has to be someone there that is LGBTQ. It has to be someone there that's Jewish. Someone there that is a Christian. Someone there that's an atheist. Someone there that's a Muslim, Buddhist. Like, we all have to be there. Because if you don't, then to me it says you really don't want to hear someone's voice. If you don't invite a certain person to the table or representative of those people to the table, you don't want to hear their voice. No. So, um... I like I like Miss Mallory a lot. I feel like she handled herself well on the View, and it was refreshing to see um, a black woman stand her ground. And I can appreciate that about her. It was it was really good to see. Um, she had a feathers ruffled, I know, girl. I know she did. Woo! She had them ruffled, and I enjoyed it. <laughs> go Mika! Go Mika! <laughs> I do want to make one clarification. At the Million Man March, the first one in '95. Um, there weren't a million people. There were 400,000 uh, attendees because I do remember them being significantly lower than they wanted, but it was still like a huge number of people mm-hmm. out on the mall. Uh, did you go? Were you in attendance at that time? I was too young, okay. but I know it, there were a lot of people in my family that yeah. went. So. People took their whole family we to watched, the march. Now, I did not go to school that day. Yeah. We watched it on CNN. Um, I do remember that, but yeah, I was I was too young to go. Yeah, but now I know my cousin, a couple of my cousins who were older, boys and young men that went. Right. Yeah, they went. Um, Rihanna. I'll let you talk about Rihanna. Okay, so Riri said number one, she says she's going where the bag is. I don't know if you guys have heard this, but she's supposed to be partnering with Louis Vuitton. To come up with like a luxury line. If that is true, she's going to be the first black woman to do so. So shout out to Riri. You know, she's my spirit animal. Um, But the other thing I wanted to talk, she said, forget the music. I I hope she didn't really say forget the music. But she's basically like, listen, I don't got a tour and I'm still making a band. Yeah. Literally and and figuratively. Not just a line. A house. Right. A fashion house. Correct. Because Louis Vuitton is a house. Right. Um... Versace was a house. So that's what she's trying to do, which mm-hmm. I think that that's right up her alley because, honey, Rihanna is a trend setter when it Truly. comes to the fashions and the style. Yeah. Um, sadly, and I don't know if this is true, because I know Rihanna is really tight with her family, but I also read that she's supposed to be suing her father. Um, he was trying to, allegedly trying to profit off of her brand. Some people's argument is that, like, okay, the brand name Fenty is the name that he gave her, like... No. But it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Like, she has the rights to the brand, the Fenty brand. Um, somebody said that he had come up with, like, um, Fenty Entertainment <laughs> previously. And so he's trying to, you know, utilize the name for those purposes. But we'll see how that pans out, like... It's him and another partner, allegedly. You know, sue him and get rid of him. If that's the case, I'm just like, man, why won't people leave Rihanna alone? Remember her accountant basically raked her over the coals for all her money and she kind of had to start from scratch, which is how we got um, Bitch Better Have My Money? I think it's, I don't even think it's, it, it is Rihanna, but I think that it's just women in positions of power in general that it's easier to take it or people think think it's it's easier easier to take advantage of us yeah and just like uh beyonce got rid of matthew he do what you gotta do sis even if she doesn't sue him for a lot of money just put a stop to it like look you cannot do this like what the hell is wrong with you right get the hell out of here like you ain't about to be 
taking this girl's hard work and just profiting off of because y'all got the same last name? That's crazy. Right. You ain't even no inter- Who is that? What entertainment? I Have you know, seen your girl. daddy? Yeah, I seen That fool ain't got no entertainment nowhere. They said that, like, he also tried to, I guess through his company, book her for 15 shows in, like, Latin America or whatever for $15 million. I don't know. My thing is, if he need money, well, I'm not going to say that because I know the issues, some of the issues that he has. He has substance abuse issues. Mm -hmm. So, if she not giving you no money, it's for a reason. reason. Because I'm pretty sure... The rest of her family is taken care of. I know her mom and her brother are taken care of. If she's not willing to help you or to get you in a better situation, willingly and legitimately, it's probably because of something that you are doing or definitely have done. She probably has taken care of him, though. That's the crazy part. It's like once you start taking care of people, they have this expectation that you're supposed to do more. No. No. And I I don't like the... I I, kind of feel like... I just know that when I have a child, I'm not having them under the impression that I'm going to have them and then they're indebted to take Take care care of me. I had them. They did not ask to be here. That's a whole nother story for another day. Like, that really bothers me. Just parents. And and we know lots of people like that, whether it's like parents of celebrities or like parents who have kids who are very athletic. It's like, you know, do this so you can buy mama a house. Yeah, or when I this. get old, you're going to take care of me. That's one thing I pride my mom on. Like, that is not her thing. She's like, I had you. And hopefully you'll be able to self-sustain. And I need to set myself up so that whenever I get old, I, what what I've done on this, on the front end, will help take care of me on the back end. Because that was my job. If we get into this vicious cycle of where, and I'm not saying that families shouldn't come together to help each other. Of course. Or that children should not look out for their elderly parents. But what I'm saying is if we spend our whole adult lives into our 40s and then 50s and then 60s, because I said earlier, you know, black people, they be living a long time sometimes, Mm -hmm. and 70s, and I'm still having to, like, take had to take care of my mom or parents for that whole span, then I did not get to live my life, Mm -mm. and it's unfair. It ain't right, but that's just my spiel. Yeah. Okay. That's all I got, girl. Y'all know. Okay. Well, that was good. Good, bad, or indifferent. You get to decide. So let us know what you think. Okay. So, what's your good word for the good people? Um, my good word for the good people kind of is a callback to what we talked about with the fire festival, the fire fraud, fire fraud. Um, I feel like in this day and age with social media, influencers, you know, people have really grasped onto this thing about um faking it till you make it there is no faking it till you make it because it may get you in the room but once you get in that room it will show really quickly if you have done the work to deserve to be in that room or if you will stay in there so your best bet is to build on your knowledge have some sort of will and drive to actually bring some something to the table and go about what you want because all that faking shit, it ain't no future in front. And it will come back to bite you in the ass. Okay? <laughs> so, you know, if you don't know what you're doing, it will show in the results. So, I'm not saying that you have to be an expert on everything. But if there's something that you really want to do, take a little time to research it. Figure out, like, the, you know, some of the ins and outs. People you may need to talk to. Mentors. Because all of that faking it is not, it's not going to carry you that long. Like, 
do some research. That's so true. So what you, it's who you know that can get you in there, but it's what you know that's going to keep you there. Exactly. That's funny. It's a, it's a, a good lesson that I learned from um, my previous chancellor, Her- Harold Martin, who used to be the chancellor at Winston-Salem State, and now he's over at um, NCANT. But one thing he said early on, do not do that. Don't fake it because there's somebody in the room who knows that you don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I like sure. your good word. Woo. Um, you know what? My good word for the good people this week is just um, a reminder that we cannot depend on people who do not look like us to teach our children, to educate our children, at least not based on the current educational system. It's our job to illuminate their curiosity and to nurture their talents and to point them, you know, in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes, we have to send them to school. If you're not homeschooling your children, we have to send them off to school, whether that's private or public. But when they get home, we have to help with their homework. We have to teach them black history, the black history that we know isn't being taught we have to teach them how to write checks or balance checks like it is our job to continue on in the education like in their education we cannot just put them on the bus early in the morning let them be bused to school come home at the end of the day and put them in front of the tv um i know that it's probably really difficult because life is busy life requires this life especially in america requires so much of adults like, we're not supposed to sleep. Like, we're supposed to work extremely hard in order to just be able to self-maintain. Uh, but we have to figure it out. And any take any opportunity that you can to give a lesson, right? Because it can be done on a walk, on a Saturday, on a bike ride. Um, when you go to McDonald's, I hope y'all not eating at McDonald's. But, you know, whenever you go sit down at a restaurant, when you're sitting at the dinner table, or when you are dropping them off for school. A lesson can be taught anywhere. Mm-hmm. That's my good word. That's a good one because, child, the stuff I see with these kids on social media, fighting a teacher, doing all this kind of stuff, I just, I'm like, who is raising y'all? That's one of the things that was said on, on <laughs> who, the documentary that we were talking about y'all? earlier when they were talking about the internet and they were saying the internet, we're, we were raised in this booming of, like, the internet and they were saying the internet has no parent. Mm-mm. And it's true. The, the internet, internet has no parent. The internet has no parent. And I just think that it's crazy that you see these kids running up on these adults, hitting these teachers. But then you know as soon as well, as soon as one of these teachers knock their ass out, the parents gonna be upset. Mm-hmm. Well, why was your why was your child touching an adult? Why mm-hmm. were they hitting the school teacher? Right. Who are who is raising these kids? Because I don't care what had happened. Unless that teacher had touched me or assaulted me, I wish I would have jumped up on the desk, kicked my teeth. Or said something smart to them. Either. Listen, I would be black and blue and limping going back up in that school, mm-hmm. apologizing to everybody, the teacher, right. the class, the principal, everybody. With your mama standing there. Standing right there ready to slap me again if I didn't do it correctly into her, into her liking. Like, educate your kids. Not just with their, on the intellectual side, but teach them to be respectful. Teach them some manners. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. And then my thing is, if if your if your elder is treating you incorrectly or being mean to you or saying tell something, your mama. go. That's what they there for. And that's what my mom used to tell me all the time. That's what I'm here for. Right. You come and get me. 
because I won't handle them. Right. <laughs> and I would love to be like, oh, my, my mama, she going to mm-hmm. come up here and go, oh. That happened on the episode of Blackish. Um, It was an issue with Diane's Diane. school picture. Mm-hmm. And both, I mean, Drake kept saying, your mama going to beat up the teacher. Like, it <laughs> was funny because that's how we are in black families. Not anybody going to beat up a teacher, but you know, get your parents because they're going to handle it. Right. So teach your kids. Teach them how to use a debit card. You know? What would you it. keep giving them cash for? Show them how to use a debit card because right. when they grow up and start working, they're going to have these things. Right. So that was a good word. What were you inspired by? Well, what made you laugh this week? Um, Since it was, um, you know, uh, MLK's birthday last week and then today, um... It's the day that we honor him, but this will be Tuesday, so it will have passed. Uh, One thing that inspired me um, is because I always have an issue with what I feel like is the whitewashing of Dr. King's legacy. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they always teach you about the I have a dream speech. You never hear about the three evils of society speech. You never hear about um, the the way his um, thought process and, and his ideas about what was happening in the world had shifted towards the his latter years and so um i seen this tweet and it basically said you know martin luther king would have been 90 this year and on this federal holiday please um remember that he would have wanted you to understand the fullness of his message and not just the part that makes us feel good yeah um so that's that's what inspired me also um whenever i post about him i always try to incorporate um him with coretta because i feel like Without Coretta, yeah, I don't know what would happen. <laughs> so I always want to think about her and uplift her because she was a force to be reckoned with as well. Truly. So just thinking about them and remembering their legacy is giving giving me inspiration. Mm-hmm. My funny for this week comes from Big Draco. Oh my god! <laughs> All the Big Draco memes have been giving me life. That is what has cracked me up. Free <laughs> Drake, <laughs> Big Draco. But you know he. He was being silly, but he there were some good moments mixed right. in there that I think that people kind of overlooked because of the the funny yeah. of the of the moment. But those were my inspiration and my funny this week. What about you? Okay, um, I don't, you know what I'm I'm gonna keep it light this week. Um, first of all, shout out to um our forever floatus. She had a birthday last Woo-hoo. week. Happy belated birthday. Um, shout out to Ryan Leslie who dropped a new EP. I love him so much and he's so intelligent and Quincy. I didn't know Quincy, little Quincy, could make music, mm-hmm. uh, but it's good. Yeah, I got Quincy on my vision board this year. I took Idris off. Quincy on there. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Cougar Palace um, activated, baby. But as far as inspiration, something that made me smile was Tiffany Haddish versus um, Ralph, uh, what's his last name? Farquaad? And they were at Miss Tina's house, Tina Knowles, and they were having a cook-off, and they were making biscuits and gravy. And girl, when I tell you, Miss Tina was like, that's the best gravy I probably ever wow. had in my life. I was like, okay, Tiffany Haddish could cook. So um, that made me laugh. And then the there was a black chef at a hibachi restaurant who was singing a montage of, like, black songs. And he had the whole group at the table, like, singing with him. But, you know, like, doing the little stuff that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, like, throwing stuff in the air and just stuff like that and I was like I want to go to that restaurant if I have to hop on a plane to get there I need that whole experience so that made me feel good that about Tiffany Haddish 
Um, I can believe that because if you watch Tiffany, the um, documentary or the, the special that they did about Tiffany Hash in her life, mm-hmm. she talks about how her mom suffered from mental health issues yep. and she had to take care of her siblings. Mm-hmm. So I believe she probably can cook because she obviously had to cook for her family. Is she the oldest? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, then, there it is. Yep. yep. That was I good. Can. Appreciate it. Um, now, is there anything you don't want the people to forget? You know what I don't want the people to forget. Uh, we have an event on Friday. I know, but we haven't told them that yet. Well, so we, about to, so- we about to tell them now. <laughs> we about okay. to tell them now. So, um, Courtney and I are doing Battle of the Sexes here in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. It's going to be over at Camp North End. For those of you who are listening, who are local, you know that's like a new up-and-coming. Well, it's not new, but it's a up-and-coming area. You know, they've redone a lot of stuff over there. And there are a lot of different entrepreneurs. I encourage you guys to come over a little early. I, I know there is um, there's Black Market Charlotte over in that area. And the address is 1824 Statesville Avenue. Of course, we'll put the link to the tickets in our bio. It's free. Come, bring a friend. If you're male, bring a female or two. If you're a female, bring a male or two. Um but we will throw our event bright up and it is Saturday, January the 26th. So when you hear this on Tuesday, the event is on Saturday from 2.30 to 4. And we definitely look forward to seeing you. It's going to be an amazing time. It's going to be a lot of dialogue, a lot of laughs, some music, and a lot of fun. Yes, I can't wait to see all of y'all Same. and hear what y'all got to say. Because, I mean, y'all listen to us every week. So we want to hear what you guys think about um you know, issues pertaining to um, men and women because, I mean, I already kind of know how I feel. Right. <laughs> but I like to hear what y'all think, too, because, you know, we that's gonna, just how we do. We're going to try to keep it cool enough. Yes. We're going to moderate. We're, we'll be there to listen <laughs> to you. Yes. We want to hear you all because it's important for everyone to have a voice. And you never know. You can have a different perspective that could eventually change someone's um, point of view. And we want to hear it. I love that. I'm so excited. I'm I am so too. excited. Oh, also, Charlotte um, is having restaurants, so we're in the middle of restaurant week. If you guys have not taken advantage, please do. Don't miss out. You can get like a six-course meal for like $35, girl. Don't miss out. I need to go to restaurant week. I need a, um, a restaurant for restaurant week, but I haven't. I have the flyer with the restaurants, but I haven't really looked. But I'll maybe, I'll maybe do that tonight and kind of see if there's anything that I want to want to try out this week. Okay, bring me a to-go plate. Okay. I'll bring you some dessert. <laughs> Thank you. Anything else? No, girl. No, girl. Well, you know you guys can find us on social media everywhere at the Culture Shock Podcast. Um, And you can listen to us, whether it's where you're listening now or anywhere you can find podcasts at the Culture Shock Podcast as well. We will see you guys on Saturday. We'll talk to you next Tuesday as well. I'm a girl named Tiffany. And I'm Courtney B. We out.